Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Their hair and body baby wash is made with gentle moisturizing ingredients. And today's episode is also brought to you by Idaho Jones, home of empowered pumping. And we'll hear more from our sponsors later, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. If you need anything, check our sponsor page there and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you are at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, scroll down and enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And now we have our review of the week. And this came with a picture. She had sent us a picture um, as a couple of weeks ago. If you're a regular listener, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that we would love to get pictures because we use those for, you know, for the podcast, for um, when we put the podcast up and we just, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we always are looking for pictures of whatever breastfeeding looks like to you. And she sent us a picture. Um, it was actually a cool picture. She was, her son is 15 months old and he was sick and they were, you know, just breastfeeding. They were away at a cabin and breastfeeding, like sitting in the, in a, you know, in like a stream area. It was really cute. So she says, um, I wanted to tell you how grateful I am for your podcast. My son was around eight months when I first started listening. It was so validating to hear that everything I was feeling and doing was normal. Everything I was being told by society, family, and some friends wasn't making sense to me. And I felt I had to hide my desire to breastfeed into toddlerhood and beyond and that I bed share. I felt no one understood why I was doing what I was doing. And I was annoyed that they were concerned concerned about me saying my son would be too dependent and that I'm being too hard on myself and that I need to be breastfeeding and not sleep training. Your podcast has allowed me to be more confident and not ashamed of my parenting choices and has given me the knowledge to be able to offer some education to people I care to educate. Now, she also added a PS to this. So, Get ready, everybody in the United States for to be really pissed off. P.S. Being in Canada, I'm also sad for American parents. In Canada, we get one year off of work at 55% of our income from the government and up to about 2000 or that same amount of money over one and a half years. My company also gives top up to your salary for three months or even more. Lactation consultants are also covered under our government insurance that everyone gets. These two factors were huge in breastfeeding going as well as it has for me. So when I emailed her back, I was like, oh my God. It can happen. Right. I was like, I have to, I have to share. Can I share this because of the Canada thing? And she was like, absolutely. And I know we've talked about it before on the podcast and kind of like, you know, dabbled into what they do in other places, but like we're we're really bad here. Like we're just not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I just realized Yeah, the she's in Canada. She's in Canada. My friend Amanda, who I talk about a lot, she is in Canada and she's living through that right now. Her daughter, Sadara, that she, oh, well, okay. I don't know if I was supposed to say her name, but I'm sure she doesn't care. Um, I think you have before. She yeah, probably, before. she um, is 14 months and Amanda's still on leave. Yeah. Yep. I also found out recently, I was doing a little, um, doing getting a little information about all this and cuz i don't know it's such a huge soapbox for me but that we are also one of the only the united states is also one of the only countries that doesn't pay for pumping during work hours 
So like you're, you can, you know, obviously we know that there's a federal law in place that you can pump, you know, in the workplace, but it's supposed to be unpaid break time. And we are the only, one of the only countries in the world that does not allow for paid time to pump. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot that we need to change. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I really appreciate it. And it's always, I always like to know what's going on in other places anyway. Um, I think that's really amazing when people share what's going on where they are, because it is really different from what we see every day. So thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, I feel like the one thing that is not different is how people always have to feel like that they need to validate their choices with their own child. Like she's saying here, like it just doesn't seem that never goes away. I feel like, but yeah, yeah, frustrating. But today we're going to talk about bonding. Yes, this is for all the partners out there, (laughs) (laughs) or if you're like an exclusive pumper. You know, I mean, sometimes when you have parents that are exclusive pumpers and they are like, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to bond with my baby like I would if I were breastfeeding. Is this still good? Um, is it worth it to still pump? And, you know, is is it is it going to be as good? Can I do that? What am I missing out on? Yeah. Um, so I think this is, you know, this is a good episode for any anybody. Um, or even if you're like, okay, I return to work. I'm not breastfeeding as much. I'm only breastfeeding once or twice a day. Now that I'm back at work, am I really going to be able to still continue bonding with my baby? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There, there's lots of things to do. And these are all the like bond. normal concerns. Uh-huh. You know, thinking like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to be bonded to my baby. I think if you're worried about bonding with your baby, then you're bonding with your baby. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, Because you're probably not like point. curled up in the fetal position in the corner. Like you're probably holding your baby going, oh my God, do I hold you enough? I know. <laughs> so it really, the whole bonding thing. So let's like, let's chat about that for a second because okay. bonding is something that comes up all the time. Like a lot of times people will say like when I'm doing prenatal classes, they'll be like, well, you know, bonding, I want to breastfeed for the bonding. And then sometimes I'll hear people say, people tell me that if I breastfeed, they can't bond with the baby. Or, you know, my partner doesn't know how they're supposed to bond with the baby because I'm always breastfeeding and they don't, they can't do that. So how does the baby, everybody can bond with the baby. Like the baby is not like a one bond person. Like there, there is lots of ways to bond. And I remember one of my friends one time who was also a lactation consultant had said, cause she used to work in like, a, um, she used to work in a program where she would see parents that would come in for well child checks. So she used to do a lot of, you know, just she was a social worker, actually. So she used to do a lot of, you know, talking about this kind of stuff. And she used to say, how does holding a baby and holding a bottle in its mouth constitute bonding? And she's got a point. Like, it really does not constitute bonding just to just because somebody's feeding your baby with a bottle that doesn't mean they're bonding Mm, with them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and sometimes you'll hear like oh can you pump a bottle so that i can bond with the baby and feed the baby too like why do you have to feed the baby i don't understand there's all sorts of other things but we don't talk about the other things because we're so focused on the feeding um but for one thing bonding a baby that is breastfeeding the bond that they have with their breastfeeding parent is a different kind of bond. And it's a very important bond. It is psychological. It is, it is their first relationship 
ever on the planet. And it is really, really important for brain development and for security and for trust and for development that they have that bond with their parent. That is why it is such a strong, secure bond that they have with breastfeeding. We shouldn't expect that they're going to have that bond with everybody, but we do know that they will bond with other people. And the better they bond with that primary person, you know, the more secure that bond is, the more secure their bond will the, then be to others. That's true. Mm-hmm. So That's very true. It's not, yeah, you don't need to like, because it's really common, I, you know, in the beginning for partners to feel like they're, you know, the baby's always with the breastfeeding parent and bonding and then, and so they're not getting that bonding time. But it's actually quite normal for the baby to bond first with that breastfeeding parent and then to for that to come over to the partner. Mm-hmm. It's That's very normal. It's not like they're not bonded to you. It's not like they're not going to be. It's not like they're not like you're doing something wrong or like you need to you need to somehow split the baby's attention, you know. This is just the natural process. And it's your baby will let baby. you know. Like, they, can't, right. they can't have like a hole. They're not like you where they have like where they can go out to dinner with like eight people and, <laughs> and hold a conversation like that. Like that's just a baby, like one thing at a time. I know. And they they will they will let you know. And we hear that all the time. You'll say the, my, whenever my partner tries to hold the baby or my mother or, you know, whatever, tries to hold the baby, the baby cries. The baby only wants to be with me. Everybody's afraid they're not bonding with the baby. It's like, that is very normal. And that's your baby telling you, I need to bond with my caregiver. And then I can go to other places. When I feel secure, I can go with other people. It is not, I mean, and I know people take that as personally offensive. It's like, your baby is not trying to hurt your feelings. I no. promise. Like, that's not what they're aim in life is not till they're teenagers but <laughs> they are like they are just that is where their security and their comfort level is and i always try to tell people like your baby was literally connected to your body for nine months yeah why would we ever think that they would want to be with somebody else it's just crazy if you really think about it it is and even though that's their parent their other parent it doesn't matter. I had a family one time. They had like, I don't know, like 10 kids or something, 10 or 12 kids. I don't know, some huge amount. And the dad, I went over there, you know, to, they were having some problems with this most recent baby. And I went over there and the dad was like, I know that for the first year that baby belongs to her. I know that already. Like, that's just how it is. I was like, you're fantastic because it is really, I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on a new mother too, to be like, well, the baby doesn't want to be with me. Why not? I can't, you know, I can't, I hold the baby too. The baby doesn't want to hang out with me. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure to put on a new mother. She's already trying to figure her shit out. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also not like, I mean, there are certainly like ways that you need, that you need to be involved. It's not like, it's not really like the baby belongs to her for a year. Like that baby, you know, like the baby is going, don't just leave her. <laughs> don't, no, no. Don't just like walk away. <laughs> like there is like a bit, ba- you have a very, very, very big role right now. Mm-hmm. Partners but do she- have a very yeah. big role. And I think his thing was more like, I'm not offended if the baby doesn't yeah. want to be, you right, know, right. like that kind of right. thing. But, um, 
there's a lot of things. And I always tell people this, like there's a lot of things that you can do because one of the first things that, that people say to me when I see them, like when I was working in the Pete's office and I would see them, you know, after their first, right after they were discharged from the hospital, be like, well, how soon can I pump so that my partner can feed? My partner really wants to feed the baby. And it's like, that always makes me cringe. And it's a very, not because it's not a realistic request because it is it is a realistic request and we know that eventually other people are going to have to for the most part feed the baby i mean that's just life right like returning to work and all that stuff we know that that's a thing but like on day three of the baby's life i don't think it's where our focus should be right and i don't usually tell people that but and i usually try to talk with them about it because i know that obviously it's something that's very you know but i also try to talk to them about other things that they can do because there are other things and sometimes, and I really get upset when, not like outwardly upset, just inwardly upset, which is usually where my upset is, by the way, which is why I'm the person that I am. But <laughs> that's a different story. So usually it's like, if parents tell me that their partner is like, well, I can't do anything to help you because I'm not, because you're the feeding person. The baby's fussy. I can't do anything to help you because you're the one with the boobs. And I do hear that. And I'm just like, oh my God. There's so many other things you can do. So many other things that you yeah, can do. There's, I f- yeah, yeah. I feel like there's everybody has like a different partner, right? Some people have these partners that are just like, well, I can't do anything. No, you can't. I'm not even going to be involved. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. that's too much. I can't deal with it. I don't want to do it. And then you're kind of left all on your own. And then there's partners that are like pressuring you to like pump and because, you know, they want to give a bottle. Um, and, and then you have, you know, kind of everything in between, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah it is. There's like that was, everything yeah. in between. Yeah. And it, it really, it's just, you know, and then you get it from like grandparents and, you know, yeah. I even remember like when I, when I had my first son and we, um, when I had Nathan, we were staying at my parents' house because we had just moved back to New York state from North Carolina. So we were staying there until we bought a house and he was, you know, he was just like, like we moved when he was like 10 days old, like a half up the East coast. It was yeah. not pretty, but um, he, I, he was, we figured that he was starting to gain weight. Cause my mother was very skeptical of the whole breastfeeding situation, by the way, but he was gaining weight and he was doing really well. And I remember her saying, Oh, we'll have to get a pump so that I can feed him, you know? And it's like, it's not, a, it's, and, and that didn't happen very often, by the way. I didn't, I really didn't pump very much. And um, it really just, that's the first thing people think of. It is. is let it me is, feed the baby. Well, that's, you know, and I think that's, that goes along with the whole, we don't really understand newborn babies. We don't really understand how to treat newborn babies. We don't really just, we don't understand the whole, how to get along with babies. Right. You know, so we don't understand all these other things that are actually much more useful for the baby. You know, like skin to skin. I mean, like skin to skin is like, that's going to go so much farther for the baby's development and your bonding time with the baby than really anything else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Should we hear our sponsors and then we can go into like, because there's like a whole list of stuff. Like we have a ton of stuff that you guys can do. So why don't we do that and then we can get. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Idaho Jones, home of Empowered Pumping. 
Idaho Jones has made it their mission to make your pumping journey easier through their patent-pending breast pump bags and cleverly designed pumping accessories. Finding the time to sit down and pump can feel challenging, so Idaho Jones has created a range of stylish products that make pumping on the move easy. The Aridel backpack and Rylette case are perfect for carrying wearable pumps such as the LV, Willow, Imani, or Mom Cozy. They're the only bags on the market specifically designed for high-tech wearable pumps. If those wearable brands aren't right for you, the Idaho Jones Pump-A-Collect collection cups slip right into your bra and turn any pump into a wearable one without the price tag. And for the moms with a Spectra S1, simply pop your pump into an Idaho Jones Pump-A-Porter belt bag, clip it around your waist, and the S1 becomes portable. With free shipping and a 12-month warranty, moms are saying these products are amazing in every single way. Head to idaho-jones.com, that's idaho-jones.com, and enter BADASS at checkout for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products. Their hair and body baby wash is made with gentle moisturizing ingredients such as organic calendula and refreshing rosemary extract. Rosemary helps stimulate scalp circulation and calm cradle cap and eczema. The hair and body baby wash is ideal for babies, children, and adults alike. All of Original Sprouts products are paraben and phthalate free, vegan and cruelty free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. They are not just for babies anymore. Check out the entire line at OriginalSprout.com. That's OriginalSprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off of your purchase. And the sponsors of today's episode and the promo codes can be found in the show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah, we'll talk about bonding. One thing that I will say, well, it's just sitting in my head. While I was staying at my parents' house with my newborn, my mom would come home like she was working at the time. Um, She would come home from work and she'd be like, all right, where's the baby? And she would sit with him, like just sit in the living room with him and just talk to him and like show him the stuff out the window and, you know, just like look at the trees and, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And that to me, like that is way better than her holding him and putting a bottle in his mouth. Yeah. Because you're not interacting at all with them yeah. when you're bottle feeding them. I mean, if you're pace bottle feeding them, that gives you more time to interact with your baby. Absolutely. But if you're just like holding him and bottle feeding, I mean, you could just sit there and watch TV. You're not a- interacting with them. Well, right. And the baby, like baby having a bottle is like, that is a lot for a baby. A nursing mm-hmm. baby too. I mean, sometimes they're not like actively, you know, uh, eating. But when your baby is like actively eating, like they're, especially if they're new, they are like all concentrating on that. Like there's not like they have a whole thing going on. They're yeah. like trying to suck and swallow and breathe at the same time. And that is no small feat for a baby. That's like, that's what they're trying to learn. 
So yeah. they're not like, oh, you know, doing that and also listening to your story about your day. They're just like <laughs> totally over. Brain is like all on, you know, they're all cylinders are running on just trying to figure that out. I mean, that's how they survive. Yeah. And so like bonding outside of that, that, you know, time for them is really, I, I think, much more valuable. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So and you were talking about the skin to skin. So we'll go back to that real quick. That is, I mean, the thing with skin to skin is it is not something that you only do when they're first newborn. You know, I know we talk about it a lot for the hospital. Like as soon as a baby's born, skin to skin, do skin to skin in the hospital with your baby, blah, blah, blah. But I think when people go home, that kind of like doesn't really stay as much, you know? And I do like to ask people, especially if it's a baby that's like fussy or something that I'm like, do you still do skin to skin? Because it really can be helpful. And even just implementing it like after bath time, do some skin to skin. But that can be, that is really a great thing for partners to do. Like that is really, really important. And I think that should be one of the first things if partners are looking to bond, that should be it right there. Like it really, yeah. that's one of the best that's things you like could possibly the do. the number one most important thing that you can do. Yes, absolutely. Um, so a couple other things, because I, I have a blog written about this, so I will um, attach it in the show notes. But um, the other thing that I always tell parents is a great way to bond is bath time. I think that is a mm-hmm. really great time. I mean, with a newborn, it maybe not as much, but by the time they're like a month, I mean, you're bathing them a little bit, you know, more than you do as a newborn, obviously. But then they're like, they're awake, they're interactive more with you. You can be playing with them while you're, you know, that is a, that kind of stuff is what is going to bond you. And you are interacting with them. Like that is a really important piece of this bonding is that interaction with your baby. And you're also, you're also responding to a need. You know, you're doing something mm-hmm. for them, which is important too. I think that is a good one. Yeah, I think that too. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't want to step on your list, but like, <laughs> you can have a list. similar thing. If you're like in charge of the bath time, like being in charge of diaper changing time as well, I think is, is a cool thing. Like if it's just you, I mean, of course, like partners can't be there all the time. Usually they don't get sometimes no time off and then usually less than, mm-hmm. The birthing parent, but like if you are just the diaper changing person like that, you're like your baby gets to know that. Yeah. You know, and that's a perfect time to like, you can play it's same with bath time. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. but you don't have to worry about them drowning or anything. They're just like <laughs> up there. <laughs> There's some insight into my brain. Like they're just laying on the changing table. You can like make faces and make them laugh and, you know, I'll do, do that. And like the old, that's the face that they'll know. As like, here's the diaper changing time. Yeah, I told a dad that once. And that is actually something that I bring up with parents because sometimes, you know, a mom will be like, my husband's really having a hard time trying to bond with the baby. What can we do? He really feels like he's not doing anything because I'm always feeding. And it's like, have him, have your partner get the baby up from every nap. When, when they're home, mm-hmm. like you said, mm-hmm. they're not always home, but when they are home, the baby, you know, wakes up from a nap, is fussing, crying, whatever. Have him go get the baby, change the diaper. Like you're responding to a need. You're respo- you're, you're showing up when your baby needs you. That is what's going to bond you with them. 
And that is, like you said, they're going to, they're going to come to know that they're going to come to expect that they're going to come to know that, you know, their parent comes for them. And that's really important. That will help to start bonding with them. And I know sometimes, you know, they're like, I don't always want to be the diaper changer. I'm just the diaper changer in the house. And it's like, but that's a really important job. Nobody wants I mean, to be the poop person. Do it? Right. It's a really, your baby need, it is a need. They need to yeah, have their diaper like, changed. Most so. of the time, the breastfeeding parent doesn't want to be the breastfeeding parent either. Uh, so good point. Do it, you yeah. know, like it's not like this whole glamorous thing. Like it right. sucks to have this <laughs> baby on you all the time and like take the baby. Right. Just like it's, you don't have to feed the baby. Take here, take the baby. I, I guarantee your partners that the breastfeeding person is like take this damn baby right yeah absolutely go have like, fun with it put in a carrier go around walk around outside that was gonna be my next one the baby wearing yeah, yeah. baby wearing is for partners too yeah totally i mean we do i do see that more than i used to mm-hmm. but it is for partners and i remember that story you told that time i don't know if you want to tell it again about um that person that you ran into on the street who yes, they, everybody yes. we carried ran the baby. A, yeah. Some, uh, I saw there was a grandfather walking around wearing a baby and I was like, Oh my God, that is so cute. Can I take a picture of you? And so I took a picture of him. I have it somewhere. And he explained that his daughter had a baby and it was like a preterm baby, I guess. And, um, they decided that the baby would not go ever without being held by a person. So everyone would rotate through the each 24-hour day holding the baby in the carrier. And I just thought that was so cool. Not forever, probably until, you know, they reached the, you know, birth. Gestational age called? or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah gestational yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was really cool. And they everybody was all on board. They're like, all right, it's my turn. And then I just happened to run into them when it was grandpa's turn. Yeah, other and people were outside can wear walking the baby. around. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It is, and it's really healthy. And it's you know, it's a way that your baby stays close to you, and you can do stuff with them. And you're you know, that is a really good thing to do to bond. That so, is a super yeah. cool gift. You know, we're always giving gifts to parents to to the to the to the mom to the breastfeeding parent to the birthing parent. We're always giving them gifts. What if we got the partner a gift? Mm-hmm. Like happy having a baby. Here is your own carrier. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I just came up that, that is on a my good own. idea. <laughs> just came up that, that right really, now. That is a really good. You are witnessing it first, everybody. <laughs> but that is a really good idea. It is. And my husband and I, we had for years and years, we had, we each had our own carrier because it sucks when, like, because we were like a hardcore baby wearing family like we were wearing our kids into well into toddlerhood both Mm -hmm. of them and it sucked to have to constantly readjust you know because he's a lot taller and all that so we just had our own that were on our own settings and you know just pass the kids back and forth yeah you will get a lot of use out of it you will Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that you can even like you can sell it when you're done Mm -hmm. like these are this is a hot commodity like these things are always in need. People always want them. Um, there's like a whole, you know, subculture of baby wearing subculture where people yeah. are just like so into it. And you can sell them. You can, of course, you know, donate it or give it to a friend. That's what I've done with all of mine, given them to people who've had babies. 
Yeah. Absolutely. It is like a really good thing. And I there are is- some now that are like very like, I don't know if you've ever seen the, um, like if your partner is male, they have like tactical baby gear now. Like it just. Oh my God. You can get everything. Yeah. yeah you can get everything now. So. Yeah. What, so another one that is really good. Another thing that's really good to do is tummy time. That's a really good bonding mm, time mm-hmm. because you are like, if you get right on the floor with your baby and you know, do tummy time with them. Mm -hmm. That is a really good bonding time. And tummy time is something that they need. Like don't throw your baby on their tummy and then just like walk away or let the dog entertain them or something. Because like (laughs) they really, they, it is important. Tummy time is very important for their development, for their core, for their muscles. And for their core, God, maybe I should do some tummy time. But they, you know, they need that. So it's like, that is another thing that it's like, it's necessary. So you might as well make it a bonding time because you're going to be doing it anyway. Right. So it's, you know, like your baby lives with you. Like you don't, it's not just like you can only interact with them at certain times. Like they live there now. You can interact with your baby like anytime. Like just take that baby. That's the whole tummy time thing too is one I always suggest with like if there's other little kids in the family because that's a good thing for oh yeah like little siblings to do yep. is to you know hang out and do tummy time and stuff like that um, because it is really I mean you people are always like my baby hates it and it's like well if they're kind of like if you're not interacting with them they probably will hate it but if you make it fun for them they probably will hate it less <laughs> than. If you, you know, if you're not making it fun for them, if you're just kind of sitting there like shaking a toy at them or something. But if you get right on the floor with them and, you know, lay with them and do stuff with them, it makes a huge difference, you know, in the tummy time world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a mom once, this is actually in, um, in the blog that I wrote, but I remember her very clearly. She was a really great little mom that I had that she was here locally with me and um, I helped her. She had two babies. Her first one, by the time she called me, they were like already in a really bad place and she was trying to wean. And Mm -hmm. it was only like, I don't know, a couple weeks in or something like that. And then the second baby, she ended up breastfeeding for like, I don't know, over a year, very long time. So she was very successful. But we were talking about all of this once because she was pretty open in saying how, how guilty she felt that her first breastfeeding, you know, breastfeeding her first baby just didn't go well. And she, um, she felt really guilty about that, but she did say, she's like, I really, I tried to implement stuff that would help us to bond since I didn't have that breastfeeding relationship with him. So I would do like, you know, I took a a course in baby massage and, you know, did that kind of stuff. Um, And I thought was like, that's great. That is an amazing thing to do because I think a lot of people don't really think about how important it is to have that connection. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're breastfeeding, we're just kind of like, okay, like you said, all right, I've had enough time with this baby. Like take them. I'm done with them right now because you are constantly like, you know, doing something with your baby on them and they're on you all the time. So you're not really thinking like, oh, let me bond even more. But when you're (laughs) not doing that, it's like when you're, you know, you're not breastfeeding and you're like, okay, I don't know that people really think about like how much more, what can I do? What else can I do? I need to do something to, to connect me with my baby. And things like baby massage is a really, you know, good thing because you are very interactive. You're connecting with them. Um, And that's stuff you could my God, YouTube, 
get it off of YouTube oh, or totally. something, you know, like it is super yep. easy to figure that one out. Um, but like the attachment, uh, so attachment and bonding are two different things. Yeah. And I don't know if people are aware that that's like, there's two different things that were, you know, that are kind of floating around when it comes to attachment and bonding and stuff like that. Um, but it is, it is really important. This attachment and bonding and connection that is really important for baby's brain development and attached children are just. And that attachment is like the psychological process of, you know, having your, having your needs met responding to your baby when they're crying or mm-hmm. whatever, just being present and they're forming attachment for you, which is where we talk about like, that's the basis of all of their relationships for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And bonding is kind of a, How would you describe bonding? I mean, bonding is a little well, less of a psychological thing and kind of like, you know, spending time together. Right. Getting to know each other. It is. um, So, yeah. And it, it bonding can be like, I think that, you know, we also see times where parents have, you know, they have a baby, you are the birth parent. and you are really struggling to bond with your baby Um, for many reasons. And people, that's another thing that people don't want to like say, Oh, I'm not bonding with my baby. Nobody wants to say that. Right. Like people say it later. They're like, Oh my gosh, I really had a hard time bonding with my baby. Um, And that could be because of, you know, postpartum mood disorders, you know, preterm birth where maybe you're separated from your baby. That's probably one of the reasons why that family was less like, we're going to just hold this baby all the time because they were probably separated from that baby for a span of time. So like, it is hard to attach yourself and bond with a baby that is not with you. Or Mm -hmm. if you're struggling with your own anxiety issues or, or mood disorders, it can be really hard to feel that connection with your baby. So these are things that like can really kind of help that along. Because it is not, we, I think people just expect like, oh, of course you're going to bond with your baby. That's your baby. Of course you're going to. Like, and it's not always like that. Mm -hmm. It really isn't. Like, I remember struggling a lot with the twins, but even with my first son, actually, too. I don't want people to think I'm some monster, but um, (laughs) I'm really not. No, it's normal. it, It is. Yeah. And there's, especially when there's a lot of other stuff, like with my first one, like I said, we were moving um, within a couple of days of him being born. I did not do well postpartum. I was a hot mess. So bonding was not something that was ha- coming easily at all. Like I took care of him. I did what I needed to do. I hated breastfeeding, but I was doing it. It was not like, oh, I'm just, I wasn't, it was a unexpected pregnancy. So I wasn't like happy throughout the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really difficult time to bond, but it, ca- it it came eventually, but it wasn't something that was like totally natural first and foremost. Oh my gosh, I'm so bonded to my baby. This just wasn't happening. Well, and I think a lot of, you know, th- this is where a lot of how we were. Yes. 
yes. treated as babies, not treated, but you know how our attachment and bonding process went with our parents. Yeah. Because back well, then it was like, don't hold your baby too much because we don't want them yeah. to be spoiled, you know, like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and we know now that that's not a real problem, even though people still say it, but it's really right. not, you know, it's it's not a real issue. We know that it's actually the opposite. If you don't right. hold your baby, then it's going to be a problem. Right. But that's, yeah, that's how we grew up. So it was, you know, don't be, don't be as responsive to your child. Because mm-hmm. then they're going to grow up dependent on you. Right. And you want to make sure that by the time they're two weeks old, they can fend for themselves. So, right. you know, like it just, <laughs> and how did that work out for our society? It's, yeah, right, right. It's not going so well. So go ahead and pick up your baby. You cannot possibly hold your baby too much. Right. You can't possibly respond to them too much. You know, just have you and your partner just touching and holding and interacting. and. All, all will be good. And one of the other things to kind of keep in mind too, that, you know, as a new parent, if you are the birth parent, you're the breastfeeding parent, there's a lot on you. You know, there's a lot on you. And it's, sometimes it can be hard to remember that the partner has no idea what to do. And often partners, the, the, that's the first baby they ever held is their own. Right. Or, you know, they've never changed a diaper in their life. Whereas at least, <clears throat> excuse me, at least um, sometimes you have, you know, a lot of times a birth parent is like, okay, I, I you know, I, I helped raise my own siblings or I did a lot of babysitting or I was a nanny or whatever. Like there's some exposure, usually some kind of exposure to babies, to somebody in that family. But a lot of the time it's not the partner. And you might have to actually direct your partner on how to bond with your baby. Yeah, like they, I had they no. Might not know. I mean, my sister, I'm 11 years older than my sister, so like she was a baby when I was, you know, a kid. But like, I didn't do anything when I had my baby. I had no idea. Like, we were both figuring this out on our own, on you know right. ourselves. But yeah, he, he like obviously, if you're listening, you're getting information. Pass mm-hmm. it along because they might not. They're not going to They might know. not know. Yeah, they might not they know what they need know, to do. Right. They don't know what you need either. Like, you got to have to tell them very clear. Like, I need you to take this baby now. Go change the diaper. Go, you know. I need you to take the baby, put him in a carrier, and go go out for a little bit and, and take get some out time. Of here. Yeah. Because they just might not, they might not know what they need to do or how to do it. Or they might be intimidated by this little baby because that is a very common thing, too. I remember, I still remember Josh taking the garbage out constantly. And I'm like, can you just fucking leave the garbage and the dishes alone for a second and come and take this baby? Like, he thought he was helping, but I'm like, really? Can you just take the baby? Yeah. Yeah. So it is, when it comes to bonding, there are definitely some stuff, you know, you can do, like we were talking about, you know, bathing and skin to skin and all that stuff. But it happened, you know, there is ways to do it without bottle feeding your baby. Um, and I, I think people don't realize too, that like when you say to a, to a breastfeeding parent, like, can you pump a bottle so that I can feed and bond with the baby? Like that's, a that's more work for that person. That is so much work. Yeah. So it might not be that maybe if you could be like, Hey, after you're done breastfeeding, I want to do skin to skin with the baby or Hey, after you're done breastfeeding, let me take the baby and burp the baby and change their diaper. And, you know, maybe we'll go for a little walk or something like any stuff like that. 
is all okay to do. And you will probably, your the breastfeeding parent will be like, please. Yes. Please take this By all baby. means. Yeah. So yeah. So hopefully yes. this was helpful. And uh, yeah, go bond. We'll go bond with somebody. See you next week. Yeah. Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye. Bye.